I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Warning. The following podcast contains strong language and themes of an adult nature including offensive words, lewdness, risque situations, implied nudity, sexual content, poor behavior, depravity, innuendo, lecherous thoughts, naughty actions, anachronisms, indelicate expressions, feats of lyrical sublimity, suggestive imagery, obscenity, eroticism, farce, mischief, romance, high art, tomfoolery, feminism, early modern English, sex positivity, irony, comedy, drama, and satire. It is not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Enjoy. The Banging of the Shrew High Shakespearean Smut for the Lowly Stage Presented to you in five acts of tongue and cheek Previously on The Banging of the Shrew Kate had Peter thrown out for his insulting of her pride, and Luke has hatched a plan to sneak back into the brothel and win Bianca's love. Act 2, Scene 1. Early morning on a street. A meeting of men. Make haste, dear uncle. Highest to the object of my intentions just beyond these walls. Patience, dear child. Age does not make haste, as youth is wont to do. Though failing eyes old men like me are cursed with, we are near the journey's end and with premonitory aching of the bones do feel the path much dear. Old men rush not to the end of the story. But we must meet this Horrence. He doth seek thy services as wise practitioner of medicine, and I implore thy aid in gaining clever entrance into this house. In donning this disguise and playing part as thy apprentice in the physics trade, I shall at last have leave to woo Bianca. (laughs) What fickle vapors pump thy heart, dear nephew? First Rosalind, Viola, Juliet, I cannot name them all. And now thou hast so quickly found another girl to chase in claim of love? This one is real, I swear. 
She hath improving hand and passion love, which shows me I knew not of love till now. All previous affections now prove false by her perfection. They're but tepid cows compared to sweet Bianca. She is true. <laughs> Such common words of amatory urgings oft spoke by boys in manhood's first emergings. But tis forgivable offense for nature's ripeness to be so rank, Methinks thou hast mistaken love and sexual desire. Chide me not for wanting the world entire, good uncle. Pray, I beg thee help my cause. For love and care of thee, I'll humor thy intoxication. Tis impossible, I know, to reason against the poison left by trickster Cupid's strike in thy fool heart. So I'll indulge this scheme and help to let the lustful venom run its course through thee. Gramercy, dear uncle. Give me my thanks once lovesickness has drained from thee, and thou hast turned thy course again to use more noble pursuits, to studies, application of apprenticeship, to work and good profession. All other things in life will be but short work once I've won the prize of love possessed. I shall accomplish not until it's mine. I sigh to wonder how the world would be if only young men knew what old men see. Work first, for love is better earned when older. That can't be true, for this love will grow colder. <laughs> Youth has love's cataracts, but age will cure. <clears throat> but here's our man. Good morning to you, sir. It is the same morning to all good men. But wait, good sir. There's word you seek a learned physician. This is true. Please give me leave then to present to you good Dr. Lawrence, well-versed practitioner of medicine, most wise in humors, bile, blood, and phlegm. I am a doctor. I'm glad to meet a man of knowledge and the sciences. Pray tell, do you possess an expertise in the, uh, <clears throat> Gynecological arts? That is, the gross anatomy that doth the female sex possess, as well all its inner workings, ailments, and cures? I know the corpus humanum in toto of both the sexes. Then I'll to my point. I wish assistance in selection of a girl to be my courtesan and escort. And though this house of ill repute is best in reputation, still one must protect oneself from blight and scandal. Therefore, I require all the women of this house to be inspected by your expert hand, ensuring that the one I choose is still a virgin, thusly free of all infection. I'm unsure I can condone this strange request. If for the health and safety of the working girls within this house, I could, but not for aims of amorality. I can assure you that my means be moral because... You see, I am a wealthy merchant. I'm sure you say, as sharp fools surely play. You will not be employed in my design? <laughs> of course, the goodly doctor only speaks in consideration for your prestige. I beg thee, uncle, please collude with me. Well, gladly do as you of us request. The honored doctor and I, his apprentice. Agreed. And I shall pay you handsomely for service rendered well. Especially if this endeavor ends with the revealing of a young, comely maiden, undeflowered. And pray, give close examination to a pretty one, Bianca. She seems apt, for novice innocence seemeth her well. I shall be most attentive in my purpose to her above all others. I'll not stop till I investigate the every inch of her fair joints and limbs and so assay her body's pure, un 
unparalleled perfection. Thy thoroughness is uh, admirable, young man. Enthusiasm in apprenticeship doth cause him great devotion to his subject. Hmm. Fie, scoundrels! No one throws me out like this! What's this? Sex-crazed lunatic, no doubt. What halfpence whorehouse treats a gentleman with such contempt? Fie! What insult this! Give me entrance, for I tear this gate from him! Good man! Thou wilt awaken half the town with thy vociferation! That's the point! Unbolt this door! What villains, ho! What's like? What is the cause of all this bellowing? <laughs> the mere misunderstanding of a tart, tis all, which soon I'll squarely rectify. In sooth, I found some minor fault in my accommodations. Nothing but the bed could fit not one more girl than five in me. <laughs> and in request, the mistress hath mistaked me for a movable, and moved me hence. Though I have never been beyond this gate. Good sir, please don't reveal me. I've heard tell of a most fearsome lady, Mistress Kate, a wench of meanest spirits who's more like than not to spit and cuff thy ear than curtsy. Quite so. She is the very shrew, enough to bring a babe to tears and hex old men to grave. An untamed she-devil she. Why, there's not a virile man with might enough could conquer such as she, nor should, I'd say... For she is withering, too shrewd to win. Thou speakst as if she's Queen Hippolyta, with all the arms of Amazonia on guard against the theft of her gold girdle. But she's no godborn queen. She's merely woman. I've bandied with this Kate. Tis clear she's hot as any strumpet girl I've goosed and gandered. More so, I'd say. In sooth, she's stuffed with lust, brimful with wanting. Why... When she first set her eyes on me, I swear she nearly swooned. At sight of my huge cock, she gasped. I spied her bodice, then did heave, and knees did tremble. Her carnal thoughts made clear, afeared she'd break herself in body lunacy against my rigid rod. Too much for her to take. She knew, all of an instant, the full scope of my indomit prowess as a man that I can fuck all night with Vulcan fire and stir all fleshy damsels to such screams like banshees about their cauldrons of desire. This be impressive feat indeed, for I would think this wrathful wench against all men. Indeed. In awe she deemed me too much man for her to be against, and lost her head for wanting much too much to be against me. Lo, if it be said I am a man, then man enough be I to tame this Kate. "'Tis true this Kate's formidable, well worth my conquering, "'for she is first-rate cunt, and I'm a man that only wants the best. "'So best I'll have, as I shall have this Kate. "'Yes, I'll be victor, fuck and screw her, "'else I be not worthy to be called a man. "'If but this gate would be unbolted. "'Open!' "'Good, sir!' I shall vouchsafe you your return if it will keep that harpy mistress far from my transactions here. If you're but half the man you boast to be, you'll save us all. Yes, do. Thou art our champion in this. This man will clear the path to sweet Bianca. I do suppose it is true. Perhaps it takes one rough stone to break another one, too. Hello? Master? 
Knock you at this brothel door. Oh, Clodpole villain. Fie in hell. Of course tis me that's knocking at this door. Now give me entrance, for tis thee I'm soundly knocking. Anon, enter and knock me not, March King. I've lifted latch, and now the rabbit hutch is open, even whilst the conies sleep with matted pelts unbrushed still. Enter, foxmen. Another lunatic. In service to the fox and greycoat weasel all the same. <laughs> Anon in high ye in. I've took the homely charwoman's key. We <laughs> ads. <laughs> what hanging dogs? But sure as salt shall give my prick a tug. A pox on thy befouled adventures, man. <laughs> now, gentlemen, as men be called respected, we'll to this house and have all wrongs corrected. More, you ask? Don't fret. The banging of the shrew will return right after this. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Like what you hear? Then rate and review us on your favorite podcast service. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Banging of the Shrew. And visit our website at bangingoftheshrew.com. And tell a friend about us, too. We now return to The Banging of the Shrew, a comedy of sex, love, and foul language in five acts. Act two, scene two. There are deals to be done in the brothel. But first, some morning chores. Jesus, oh. Oh, sweet child Thou hast helped enough with the morning chars Go lay thee back to bed I do not mind, Maria Tut girl, thou shouldst be a bed of slumber Pricking fairies and worms Cresting thy tender limbs For all the scar of brawny manfolk Thou dost hope to have amidst thy yawning shanks tonight I could not even dream to have so many Tis thy clean, sheeted privilege, little trollop. <sighs> Methinks I'd rather be a charwoman and wed myself to honest work if I by haps could bear instead of many one. What? Burdens? No, a husband. Marry then, a burden. Tis not so to be so true. To a husband. Tis one long life of burden. Why? Mm. But what's thee a husband for? Thou canst have mine to bear. I've had enough of them. Take his fat got to feel for twenty years and see if his small prick pole still supports the same gross weight from day to day to day. 
What thinkest thou to say to Atlas? In time wouldst thou be glad to let another bear his load, and yon thy shanks a plenty for every brawny man shaft thou canst tote. Maria, do not tease me so. Thy husband can remain thy own. <clears throat> and if I be as lucky, I would be wife to good young Luke. Oh. And never would he a cuckold be, for never could I stray. Banded in marriage to love, honor, and to obey. So happy would I be if but he were the only man for me. <laughs> Never have I heard such foolhearted mischief drop from the daft lips of a girl in our employ. <sighs> Why wouldst thou chain thyself to one mere man? What canst thou gain from such a fool endeavor? <sighs> I'd gain everything and need not nothing other. Nor could I imagine wanting but one good man. A man that's meant for me as I would be destined for him. Luke. Luke is all the winner of my heart. He's earnest in his adoration. Charming when he doth feign the blush. <laughs> so funny when in jest he says he knoweth not what to do. Most wise when he doth not say anything at all. And he desires me. I can tell. He wants me more than any other man that's ever wanted the prize of a lady. And when I feel his want, I'm satisfied and want but him, for I am filled with love. <laughs> that word! If I hear it but once more this day, I'll scream and rage on all whom speak it. Love. The very sound of it befouls the air and makes one stupid. <sighs> Have thee no respect? To lie in the dust and pine for Cupid. To give permission to thy blind and willing submission. Like a churchgoer who tithes away his bread and soul on the word from the ring finger of an alderman. <sighs> Wishest thou to submit? To sell thy deed for beads at the end of an apron string? Fie! For the honor a housewife hath. A baker of cookies. A maker of lunch. A sewer of broken breeches and stiff white wool socks. And for what? A single man. So special thou claimst, he alone doth teach the sun to beat the moon and bring the night to daybreak. Like one were any better than the other. Though each may have some different disguise or grunt or odor, they are all the same, for they are base and offer nothing worthful. <sighs> what? Love? Ha! Love is profitless. At best, thou wilt reap what thou hast sown, and at worst thou shalt lose thyself for nothing more, and could not even call thyself a whore. Get thee up, shameful wench. Where is thy pride? Oh. Good sister, I am innocent of wrong. Innocent? Oh, fie. I will show thee thy crimes, insipid cow. You flintless, lazy girl! What tumult breaks my household's morning peace? Gods, midwife Helen, hast thou ever heard such a quarrelsome noise betwixt two ladies? I have them be no better tempered than a fresh slapped whelp wailing as if I just pulled her unto breath. And perhaps too just as loud as how the mother screams when a babe's been told. And this discord! You brawl like little boys! I'm sorry, madam. I know not what's wrong. Oh, flout me not 
with thy naivete. Be silenced, both of you. By troth, this be a seemly brothel, not a nursery. Though you two petty strumpets would prove elsewise. Madame Batista, tis Bianca. I will have no more cheek from thee, nor thou today. And Kate, for shame on thy revolt. Bianca's childishness can be forgiven, but thy maturity is marred by this behavior, and of thee I expect more. Now, off to thy responsibility. Go man thy pride, clean up this waif, and dry her eyes. We sell not tears to pay our bills. Madam. Away, and to thy duty, Kate. Madam. Ah, tis best I follow. I may need to bandage what scratches they're sure to give each other yet. If thou hast tincture, too, to cure their cattishness, force that on them as well, and bring this house to peace once more. (laughs) Tis no drug I know of can cure such spite. (laughs) (sighs) What weary labors weigh me day to day. Aye, as do women of good courage say. Go, fetch my robes, wretch. Ah, I'll decent you. (laughs) Signore Horrens, you've returned so soon, and in the company of men, I see. And Peter? Sir, why come you in from out of doors in such a state? I would have thought you'd be asleep still in your room this early. I took my morning constitutional, a jog. Pray tell, gentle madam, employ you in this house a mistress, tall and fair and full of spit and sauce, called Katerina. I do. Ah, a goodly wench for sure. She found fit to have me tossed outside last night. She didn't. She did. Tis not so. Tis true. We found some disagreement in our terms, and then she bade the guards to bid me go. That Kate. Good Peter. I am shocked to hear the news of such maltreatment. I assure you this is not our way. So I would hope, and I am more surprised than even you, because the reputation of this house is of fine service and full satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I must admit this shakes one's confidence in dealing with such an establishment. Gentlemen, I beseech you, be at peace. If in our services we have offended, I'm gravely sorry and apologize for it. I'll strive that every error be mended. Please, Peter, let me offer you another night for your pleasure. Every courtesy and any girl that's to your liking shall be provided you in compensation. And Kate, for her mistake, shall be well punished. Well got. Your recompense is fair, and I accept with gratitude, for I well know your house and your good self are principled. And for my loving companion, I say there's only one who can restore my pleasure. Just name the girl, and she'll be at your service. I ask for Kate. Kate? For your pleasure? No. Yes, alone for the night entirely. With you? I do not jest about such matters. No, it cannot be so. I'll not permit your having her for purposes of beating her if that's your intent. Tis not my aim, most surely no. I want her as my consort, for as her pride and brazen fire dictate, tis clear as day... Her fucking must be great. Well, then, I worry she may batter you instead if you two are alone together. Nonsense. She will be meek as a cat, Kate will, and I gentle as a puppy would in our lovemaking, sure as night and day. Boy, as of a leopard a wolf might say. I beg of you, please, choose another. No, I'll have no other company. 
If not Kate's graces I receive tonight, then I'll require all my monies back that I've so freely spent here, and I'll go my way. But such a shame how word doth spread from man to man and town to town of a bordello's inhospitality. Mm. And pity be if it were said in haste that the repute of famed Baptista's house was ill indeed. Yes, one's reputation is everything, and I, for one, could not be scandaled by association with a whorehouse that lacks morals. So I am obligated to lend support to this man's cause and may withdraw my business dealings here as well. Please, gentlemen, please, do not be so rash with baseless condemnation. I am fair in all my dealings, and I merely wish that satisfaction is ensured by all. I will arrange to have Kate visit you this evening in your chamber as you please. Her services I will provide to be in gratis, given for your patronage. Ah, then I am and will be satisfied by this solution. And I must insist, as I respect this profession more than any other man, to pay you triple Kate's fee, as I'm sure she is well worth. It is agreed. The deal is made in honor. Now, madam, let's to my important matters. As I conveyed to you last eve ere my departure, I have thus returned this morning. So I see, signore. And we discussed the matter of procurement of a... Yes, yes, your predilection for a virgin. A virgin whore, as Janice wants no other. Amongst polite society, we speak in better terms. So I'll continue, sir. <coughs> Madam, here I present to you my man, the Dr. Lawrence, a physic most wise and qualified to certify your staff. Methoughts, twas Trollop's job here to inspect the staff. Tis true. This poor soul has it backwards. I'm humbly at your service, madam, with what knowledge I possess in my profession. With aid of my apprentice, Lu- Lucentio. I'm called by name Lucentio, in good faith. Is it I know thee by thy youthful treble? No. Uh, no, I mean we have not met before. We should begin our work, madam and sirs. Well, what you will. Our house's midwife, Helen, knows our girls well and can see to your needs. Maria, lead this physic and his youth to Helen Hecate. Have her set them up for their work in the great room. Thank you, madam. Oh, this way, men. <sighs> Quiver thine eyes, young boy, if ladies in their skimpy scares thee. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you any more requests, signore? I am appeased, madam. <coughs> So then tis time to leave, signore, being that our dealings for now are ended, as I'm sure a merchant of sense like you should know when to go. Ah, yes, I know tis time to leave from here. I'll leave you to whatever business, sordid or otherwise, is done here during daylight, and will return anon to find what progress is made of seeking vestal company. Yes, all the way. Good day, Madame Baptista. So goes the very model of a man. May I be browbeaten and wived, for I turn into such a fool as he, the goat. What? A virgin? Here I write, this dirty codger hath ordered a virgin as one orders a cut of veal? Are we now a bloody meat market? Kate? Why is this dog still here? Kate, hold thy tongue. He is our guest, and welcome to all our hospice and amenities. I give most humble thanks to your goodwill. 
And Kate, this courtly kindness thou dost lavish on me makes proven that as courtesan thou hast no equal, for thy will and actions are the most clear and pure. And from the horse's ass comes foul horse manure. Now I must wash. <laughs> I could trade kindnesses with thee forever, good bonny Kate, and would but that I should retire to my bed and sleep away this day in preparation for tonight. For what a night of fucking it will be. Again, farewell, good madam and good Kate. To kiss a hand as he would kiss an asp. More like than not to strike. What foolish courage he doth possess. I'd bite him for his boldness. Kate, for my love of thee, I'll hold my temper and give thee one direction. Thou shalt take him as thy fucking customer tonight. What? No! I'd sooner fuck a politician than expect to get some tax relief. That man is loathsome, an offense against my pride. I will not have him by my life. What petulance thy pride takes shape of child. Thy conduct is no better than Bianca's. What thou callst pride is but vain stubbornness. And thou knowest not that it endangers us, our work, our house. Thou hast much still to learn if thou believest in command of others without command of thine own self. So, then, I will command thee. If thou art to take control of this household when I retire and carry on its business and tradition, I charge thee now. Obey and do thy duty. But him I cannot... Enough! This is my decree. I'll hear no more of it. Go to thy work, and if thy choice is disobedience then I shall give thee leave to leave my house. Madam! No more. Thy willfulness hath vexed me to exhaustion. Do as thou wilt do. <sighs> I'd rather let that gray-beard Horace mate and marry me than cede one ounce of will or caring to that so-called man called Peter. <laughs> How about thee be my virgin courtesan, eh? <laughs> a virgin is the last thing that's fine neath my skirt, nor anywhere's within this house. Oh, well then let's pretend that I'm the lord of manor, and thou his sluttish wife, who wants his sausage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Grab my hot dog! Oh, none of you. Why not? By the begrimed and filthy looks of thee, tis pattern clear thy slimy members blistered through with the blight and every nasty plague a dick or quim could be festered by. My husband brings enough trench rock back home that he has spaded while away. I'll not add thy foul spunk into the mix as well. Ah, oh, thou art chaste then. Gods, no. What I've standards. Mm. Now up and help me with these things, gross man. Oh, well, I'd wager if thou robst my cock with this old rag, we'll make it clean again. What's I? On the next episode of The Banging of the Shrew, Luke and Bianca play doctor. Oh, dear, how I want to make love to thee. Alas, if thou wert but inside me now. He thinks he means to turn my cake to dough. And... 
Peter plays a peeping Tom. But soft, what light, what show my spying takes. Oh, that feels so good, John. Just like that. Some good old-fashioned fucking in her bed. Do not quicken yet. Yes, mistress. Hmm. Herbert. All that and more on the next episode of The Banging of the Shrew. The Banging of the Shrew was written, directed, and produced by Joseph Stephen Leonardo and starred Bridget Garwood as Kate, Isaiah Music Ayala as Peter, Brianna McKay as Bianca, Mason Aiken as Luke, Perry Shields as Horace, Deba Rothart as Madame Baptista, Melissa Marks as Helen Hackett, Michael Grancolas as Dr. Lawrence, Alan Merritt as Grace, Glenda Suggs as Maria, and was narrated by me, Sam Kelly. Our sound engineer was Lynn Erbs at EMP Studios. Music for The Banging of the Shrew was written, arranged, recorded, and produced by Zach DeBoer. Editing and sound design by Joseph Leonardo. With Foley by JRS Productions. Maggie Gagliardi was our production assistant. And cover art was created by Haley Breen. And additional artwork and illustrations created by Mia Passarelli. Matthew Michatich and Joseph Stephen Leonardo, executive producers. Special thanks to Bridget Garwood, Daniel Kluger, Scott Forbes, Matt Temple, Todd A.O., Jeff Peters, David Jeffries, Scott Haller, Tim Hooten, Sarah Lanka, Leland Jackness, Alex Rapport, Julia Stein, and Oliver Baker. And a very special thanks to Hannah Poston. Like what you hear? Then rate and review us on your favorite podcast service. And tell a friend about us, too. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Banging of the Shrew. And visit our website at bangingoftheshrew.com. Thank you for listening. And join us again for the next episode of The Banging of the Shrew. This has been a Tango Silent Films production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.